welcome to another edition of Park Talk Podcast, the official podcast of the Naperville Park District. Hi everyone, I'm Sue Omenson. This is our second episode in the series highlighting outdoor recreation that provides an oasis in the pandemic. One of those activities is tennis, which has been surging in interest all around the country and in Naperville. And today I'm happy to welcome as our guest, Meredith Pollack, Tennis Program Coordinator for the Naperville Park District. So glad you're here, Meredith. Hi, so glad to talk about tennis with you. Tennis is a sport that can be played outdoors at a distance from other players, and it's considered one of the safest sports to play during the pandemic as long as protocol is followed. How have people taken advantage of the opportunities that we offer to play tennis this summer? I'm very excited to say that tennis is doing really well. Across the board, we've seen an increased enrollment with adults and juniors in programs for uh, anything as you know, beginners all the way up until an advanced player doing our competitive program. Wow, so pe- people of all ages are, are jumping in then. Yes, and that's one of the things that I think makes tennis nice is that we have such a wide variety of offerings that you can really either start new at the game at any age. You can also restart or come back to the game if you haven't played it for a while. We have uh, various programs for adults especially. We're hoping to get some of the adults to come back. Um, as it's just such a nice option for socialization and the ability to, you know, just get outside and breathe some fresh air and enjoy the sunshine while we have it. So the beginner, advanced beginner level is great for someone who hasn't played in a while. And if you want to improve and move right on up, we can take you to the intermediate, to the competitive level. Oh, that's great to know. One of the things that makes tennis a, a really good sport for people who want to stay involved in other sports is that a lot of the athletic skills and movements on the court transfer to other team sports. So for example, the split step and the adjustment to the pace and the depth and the speed and the spin of the ball has you on your toes in such a way that that could translate to being a shortstop in baseball, uh, guarding people in basketball, and you know a whole variety of sports like soccer even. Um, so there's been kind of a trend with junior athletes who do tennis, we encourage them to do other sports because we want them to get those experiences while they're doing tennis as well and blending those cross trainings. So on the flip side now, while someone might not be able to go play a basketball game, they can certainly come out and maybe do like a cardio tennis drill and get a great workout while also supporting some of the athletic skills that they would be practicing if they were on the basketball court. Oh, that's really interesting. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, and when you mentioned um, cardio tennis, can you explain more what that is? Because that's new to sure. me when you mentioned it before. <laughs> it's a program that we've been running a while. And the idea behind cardio tennis came from when the tennis industry over the past few years has been trying to look at what people really want from tennis. And when surveyed, most adults and juniors across the board want fun and a great workout. Not everybody's going in and expecting to go and play matches competitively. Most people are looking to have fun and get a great workout. So cardio tennis comes along and provides those two things as the primary delivery. So we're looking at how we can get people out on the court, regardless of their age or their ability, we put music up, we have targets, and we just make it a really fun, hit a lot of balls, play some fun games. And that has been, across the board, one of the best 
uh, workouts people can get on a tennis court. And you're having so much fun hitting the ball, you don't even know you're working that hard. Oh, that sounds great. So how did you say there's a different ball that they use for that, for cardio tennis? Um, we do. Right now, we're using the yellow ball. One of the training sessions that I have uh, been part of with the USTA's official cardio tennis programming used the orange junior ball. And the orange ball has a 75% compression rate to a regular ball. So when you hit hard on that ball, it's not going to bounce and take off the court the way a normal tennis ball would. And what that does is it makes you have to work really, really hard to play out a point because the ball keeps coming back. So a rally that in a normal tennis world would be like three shots turns into like 14 or 15 shots. It's exhausting. Oh, wow. That does keep you going. Yes, I've had adults do this, and they just literally come off the court dripping wet. Oh. <laughs> wow. Uh, so you, so we at the Park District, we have cardio tennis programs that people can, can sign up for, right? Yes. Um, this fall, we unbundled a lot of classes, except for one of our cardio tennis classes we kept bundled. The reason we unbundled was we were hoping with the schedules of everybody, remote learning, remote working, People can't necessarily commit to two days a week the way that in the past we used to. Sure. Um, so what we did by unbundling was to say, go ahead and pick and choose all your days and times and build your own schedule. And we have cardio on single-day offerings, but there's this one cardio tennis class on Tuesday and Thursday night at 7 with Coach Lisa. It's been going for a few years. It's one of the best and most fun classes that uh, she teaches. So we kept it bundled because it's a group of regulars that kind of come out and do this class with her. And there's certainly room to grow in that one. So anyone who wants to check that one out, it's a great group. Oh, terrific. So how do do beginners start then? Um, Let's say either kids or adults, like what are some good good intro classes for very new beginners? If you're a brand new beginner to tennis, we have in the course offerings, class is called adult tennis instructional beginner the beginner level at tennis they kind of skipped zero and one and they started it at an ntrp rating of two and what that is is the national tennis rating protocol so an ntrp out of a two to like a 2.5 that's someone who's never picked up a tennis racket before but is willing to come out and give it a try so if you're looking in our course guide and you see adult beginner that's for you All right. So you don't have to be embarrassed about not knowing how to play. (laughs) Correct. One of the things that makes our adult beginner class good is that a lot of people are in the same boat as you. So as you start to learn together, you have built-in practice partners who are working on the same things that you're working on. And a lot of those groups of players end up sticking together and progressing through the classes together. So while they might have done an adult beginner this fall, by next fall, they're signing up for an adult intermediate, and maybe a year out, they're signing up for the competitive group, and then they just keep playing forever. Wow. It just sounds like there's so many benefits to playing tennis. Um, what what are some of those? I'm glad that your podcast is called An Oasis, because tennis, for a lot of people, I think, has been an oasis for them. And it's something that's, you know, welcoming to, again, all ages, all ability levels. Um, it's just such a nice escape from maybe screen time, from being, um, you know, kind of on that regimented schedule, whatever that looks like for remote work, remote learning. And you can get out on the court, focus on the ball, you know, interact with people who are across the net from you. And it's just a really great way for people to have activity and connection and fresh air. 
And because you're doing a sport, there's also the benefits of competition and improvement and personal best and all those things that are healthy for us too. One of the things that about, I'd say three years ago, uh, health industry people were trying to figure out different studies that could look at the health benefits of different sports. And this started back in 2017 with a study of like 80,000 British men and women. And they were looking at racket sports and running and biking and swimming, jogging. And across that study, they found out that people who played tennis had the greatest health benefits, which they attributed to not just the anaerobic and aerobic quality of the sport, but also to the social aspect of it as well. Um, the Mayo Clinic followed the study up and then tracked 8,600 Danish uh, men and women across 25 years. And in following up on that study, they found that tennis, above and beyond the other sports that were in the study, added, on average, about 9.7 years of quality health and life to people's lives. Wow, that's And again, they attributed it to the workout aspect along with the social aspect. Um, Badminton came in second, soccer was third, and then it kind of like trickled down from there. So it's the idea that these social sports that have the start-stop, the ability to get that workout, but also have to like, you know, do the cardio piece as well. That's really got a lot of great health benefits. Oh, that's really exciting and um, interesting. Another thing I was going to ask is uh, lately pickleball, which is a similar racket sport, has really been catching on in Naperville. Um, how do you see tennis as complementary, and how do you see tennis continuing to grow um, once this pandemic is over? Um, I think that both tennis, pickleball, even some of the other racket sports, um, they they hopefully have this almost like addictive sort of quality to them. Um, there's always room for improvement. Um, you can always go out and be humbled by somebody. And because of the nature of the sport, there's always some aspect you can be working on. Um, you can have a great backhand one week and then that goes kind of back to average while your forehand takes off. And uh, with pickleball, same thing. You have people who are learning all these fancy shots like the dink. I, I've gotten burned by people who can dink on me like nobody's business. What is a dink? <laughs> um, one of the things that pickleball rewards is finesse and placement. So a dink is where you take like all the pace off the ball and you drop it really, really short over the net so that it just dies. And because of rules in pickleball, you can only hit like certain shots off of that. It's a really hard shot to play. So when people started to play pickleball, like with pickleball skills, tennis players like me, who can just do awesome on the tennis court, are getting just murdered in pickleball (laughs) because this dink is so hard to read and so hard to play. Thanks for explaining that. Yeah. (laughs) And that takes practice and people really kind of get addicted to trying to perfect those things. So I think that's what is going to carry us forward in racket sports in general is just once people get back out, if they haven't played in a while, if they just got started, they get addicted. I had an adult beginner who started last year, and now he plays like almost every day a week. It's unbelievable the amount of time he's put into tennis, and it's because he's having so much fun. And he's a well workout fiend. The man works out all the time. But he found that tennis is just such a great enrichment to his workout uh, routine throughout his week. So he's playing a ton of tennis, and he hadn't picked up a racket before in his life until a year ago. Oh, my. Wow. One of the things that people can 
benefit from by starting or restarting with the park district is that we're really pretty cost effective. Tennis can get expensive. Um, that's something that happens as you get better in sports and you specialize in a sport. But because our nature is, as a park district, just to encourage recreation, um, our price point's really great for people who want to just take a class and try something. Uh, our session's short. It's not a huge commitment. And because we did unbundle days, you could dabble and just do one day a week and give it a try. Oh, that's great. Great idea. Yes. Um, uh, the Naperville Park District has provided tennis courts um, all over the community really for years. And now we're glad to be able to add pickleball to our outdoor courts. Um, this year, we just finished lining some of the tennis courts at Nike Sports Complex for pickleball. So players can use those courts for either sport. And of course, pickleball players need to bring their portable nets so they can make that work. Um, but they're mm -hmm. pretty much aware of that. And also we're opening four new dedicated pickleball courts near the tennis courts at Knock Park. So that's more in, you know, in the middle of town. Uh, and more to come next year at Wolf's Crossing Community Park. That's a brand new park on the far southwest side. So at the Park District, we really hope that both tennis and pickleball players will enjoy many hours of outdoor play and be able to experience these great benefits you've talked about and have a lot of fun. Thank you for listening. The Naperville Park District's mission is to provide park and recreation experiences that promote healthy lives, healthy minds, and a healthy community. Park Talk Podcast is a production of the Naperville Park District.